Welcome to Abiding Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget... You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently airing a series on the Holy Spirit titled, The Missing Person. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. And we are on our third message of The Missing Person, a biblical search for the third person of the Trinity. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one, For the profit of all. And so each person is given a gift or a ministry or an activity so that the whole body of Christ can profit from it, can be benefited from it, can be edified by it. And the word edified means to be built up by it. Now, we talked about the three encounters of the Holy Spirit that we have when we have a relationship with the Spirit. Three jobs outlined in John chapter 16 that correspond with the three experiences that we have with the Holy Spirit. And remember he said first that he would convict the world of sin, of righteousness and judgment, that we might repent. And that's kind of what that is all about in John chapter 16, verse 10 and 11. Then he says he leads us into all truth as we learn, as he declares to us the things of Jesus. And Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. When we confess Jesus is Lord, then we're saved. He helps us to see God. And then, lastly, the Spirit comes upon us, baptizing us, of course, Acts chapter 1, that we might be empowered to be witnesses to Jesus, that through us, He might testify to the world concerning Himself. Although the spiritual gifts are related to the Holy Spirit's last job, empowering us, we are empowered to use the gifts for two purposes. One is that we might build up the body of Christ or be a part of the body of Christ, functioning part of the body of Christ. And the other one is to be a witness to the world. And and it takes the first in order to be the second. Working and everyone doing their part within the church and being the church to be a testimony to the world. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 was not intended to be a a complete list of gifts. So we're going to go through the gifts and talk about them. And then we're going to look also at Romans chapter 12. And then again at Ephesians chapter 4. Talk about those. And then we're going to look at 1 Peter chapter 4 as well when it comes to this. And so we must understand that the gifts of the Spirit, and this is where people get confused. Because I don't know how many of you guys have ever taken one of those spiritual gifts assessments. That is not a spiritual gift assessment. What that is, is it's a preference assessment. It identifies your preferences, what I like, because it's going to ask you questions about, I would rather sit with people or I'd rather be alone. I'd rather, you know, talk to somebody and pray, you know, and it's going to ask you a bunch of questions. It's going to outline your personality and it's really a personality profile and it lists out your preferences as what you really like. The gifting of the Holy Spirit is something that is oftentimes contrary to your nature. Now, those things could identify a gift that you have, but you have to remember that the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is supernatural. 
And so you may be the quietest, most introverted person in the world, and then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you stand up and you become this evangelist and start talking. That was kind of my experience. I was introverted, quiet, never wanted to, uh, there's no way I'd ever get up on a stage in front of people, let alone the amount of people that come on like a Sunday, that would flip me out, you know, or going to speak in front of a thousand people or something like that, I would just, I would crawl into a hole and die. But the, the Holy Spirit gave me this gift so that now I can do that. So now it probably would come up on my personality profile. Yeah, you like to stand in front of crowds and speak to people, but it never would have before until the Holy Spirit came upon me. And so those things are iffy at best, although they can identify our preferences and what we enjoy doing and what we naturally are bent to do. But you have to understand the gifts of the Holy Spirit are manifestations of the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, and they aren't necessarily going to show up on a survey. Does that make sense? I mean, how would it tell somebody, well, you look like somebody who has the gift of tongues. I speak in lots of different languages. I don't know. What's the question for that? You know, it's a supernatural manifestation of God. And it may be not there one minute, and the next minute it is there because God did that in your life. And so we're not talking about natural abilities or natural temperaments or natural preferences, but rather supernatural manifestations of God's Spirit. And you may not even know that when you're exercising a gift of the Holy Spirit, that you're actually exercising a gift of the Holy Spirit. This, this happens sometimes. You don't even know you're doing it. You're just talking to a friend. You're trying to encourage them. And out of that encouragement comes a supernatural encouragement. Or out of that conversation comes a word of knowledge. Years ago, I was talking to this guy and we were, you know, I was trying to help him to see that he needed to repent of his sin and come back to the Lord. And I say, you know what your problem is? And he's like, what? And I said, you listen to the devil more than you listen to God. And he, he looks at me with wide eyes like, what'd you say? And I said, I said, let me explain. He's like, you don't have to explain. He says, this morning I was in my car and I was saying, I can't even read my Bible. I can't do it. I, I listen to the devil more than I listen to God. But I found out later, actually just recently, that it wasn't that mild. He says he was pounding his steering wheel with his fist. He was screaming. He's like, I listen to the devil more than I listen to God. And then I said those words to him, and it was just like, boom, like the Lord just hit him in the chest with that, you know, and, and, and he just was like, what do I need to do? What do I need to do to repent? That's the way that a word of knowledge, you know, I didn't know that, but I used a word of knowledge. I would have never known. I could have said that to him, and he could, if he didn't say anything to me, I wouldn't even know that that was what was happening. But that's the way that the Lord works. He works supernaturally through things. And Chuck Smith said this, The supernatural happens so naturally that many times we miss it. You know, I think when we think of spiritual gifts, we think of freak sideshow. And there's churches that like like to put them on display. And, you know, people, you know, everybody has a a word and everybody, you know, and you read 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and you're like, I've been to that church. You know, and he's saying, you know, that's not the way that it's supposed to operate for one. But oftentimes, you know, you could just see two people in a conversation and just a word in season breaks a bone, you know, and, and it's amazing how the Lord can do those types of things. I ex- actually experienced that this last weekend up in, in Homer. I was talking to the elders of the church there, and I just started out with Philippians chapter 1, and I, I read it, and I said, Paul an apostle, and Timothy our brother, to the saints in Philippi, 
And, and it's, you know, the Apostle Lord Jesus Christ, or whatever it said. And I said, what does it take to write your name on that page? Paul, an apostle. You know, how, how does Paul write his name next to Jesus' name? How, how does Paul get his name on the page? And I kind of went through a history of Paul. And, and I asked the guys the question, how do we get to this table? You know, we're sitting at a table with a bunch, all the elders. How do, you, how do you get this table? What makes you deserve to be at this table? And, and I found out later that one of the guys was really touched by that. You know, like really was speaking to something that he was going through personally. And he was like, you know, why am I at this table? You know, but it was just one of those things, a powerful thing that the Lord spoke to him. You know, and I had no idea, and, and you know, nobody else had any idea. But God is working through his word and through people to bring about those things. And so he says, verse 8, For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. So one person may have the wisdom, another knowledge, different gifts for different people. Well, what does Paul mean by wisdom and knowledge? The word of wisdom is the ability to have wisdom in the moment. Jesus uses, I don't know if you remember John chapter 8, they bring to Jesus a woman who's caught in adultery in the very act, and it says that Jesus just stoops down, he starts to write on the ground with his finger in the dust. And, and, I, you know, and, and, and they ask him, you know, the law said we should stone her. What do you say? You know, and the idea is, you know, Jesus says stone her. Well, that's against the Roman law, so then Jesus would be in trouble. And if he says, you know, let her go, then he's breaking Moses' law. And so he just stoops down and writes in the ground. I'm guessing he's writing, like, the names of the guys there, you know, and then their sin underneath <laughs> or something. I don't know. And then he just looks up at them and he says, let he who is among you cast the first stone. And he goes back down and starts writing again in the dirt. And it says, from the oldest to the youngest, of course, the oldest have the most sin, and to the youngest, they all left. And you, know, you can just imagine they're dropping their rocks. You know, word of wisdom. You know, he knew exactly what to say in that exact moment. Uh, again, the same thing when the Pharisees and the Herodians went to Jesus and asked him questions about taxes. They said, in Mark chapter 12, verse 14, when they had come to him, they said, Teacher, we know that you're true and care about no one, for you do not regard the person of men, but teach the ways of God in truth. Is it lawful to pay tax, taxes to Caesar or not? Shall we pay or shall we not pay? But he, knowing their hypocrisy, said, Why do you test me? Bring me a denarius that I may see it. So they brought it to him. And he said, whose image and inscription is on it? And they said to him, Caesar's. And he answered and said to them, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. And they marveled. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208 991 2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho. Thank you.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.